amplify your career through training and development solutions specifically designed for federal government professionals. From courses to help you attain or retain certification, to individualized coaching services, to programs that hone your leadership skills and business acumen, Management Concepts optimizes your professional development. Online, in person, individually, or groups, it's training that's measurably better. Learn more at managementconcepts.com. That's managementconcepts.com. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. It's gonna be a football game tonight now. No doubt. It's gonna be a football game here. Okay. I don't get him. All right, let's go, baby. Toss to White. He's in. Patriots win the Super Bowl. Brady has his fifth. What a comeback. Watson, touchdown! Hunter Renfro, little man makes another enormous play. One second remaining. Ladies and gentlemen, football to the max. Your host, Sean Garmer, Gary Vaughn, and Randy Isbell. And all right, it is now time to get into talking about the rest of week three in the NFL season. It's, well, one game's already happened, and now the rest of it is upon us here, Eric. Your Jacksonville Jaguars, they're going to make everybody get up early. No, they're not. Go to... They're home away from home. Well, maybe they're real home. Who knows? Uh, against uh, to play the Baltimore Ravens. Wait, hold on. Are you saying that they're not going to get up early to watch this game? No. No, they're not. I mean... Great-looking cleats that they're wearing with the Union Jack and the London Eye and the Jags logo, but no. Unless you're getting up for a breakfast that includes either screwdrivers, mimosas, or both, you're not looking at this game. I mean, what if if they get up for that, uh, you know, Premier League Sunday mornings? And they go, oh, wait, there's a, there's a, uh, there's an American football game on. Maybe I need to watch that. No, no. Stick with Premier League. You're going to get a much more entertaining match. Guaranteed. Maybe not. Brighton, Newcastle might not be the most entertaining. What makes you say that? A historic side in Brighton finally back in the top flight. Newcastle finally coming back after a long absence. You never know. 
that one could wind up 2-2 on a cracker of a goal. I would there, say that's... There are multiple weeks into the season now. There is no people caring about Brighton finally being back in the league or whatever. It's been a while. It's been a couple weeks now. But even still, would you rather see a match that could easily end 2-2 on a potentially late equalizer, or would you get up and see Joe Flacco throw five touchdowns and God knows who at quarterback for Jacksonville? 2-2, 35-10. Which one are you more interested in? Jacksonville does play better in London. And? So I've seen I'm just, them. Stink. I'm just saying, better than what I've seen them stink there too. No, they have stunk there too. What I'm saying is, we've seen a lot of teams go to London that have been hot or whatever, and they go play that game, and they're not the same team. You know, let's let's look at the Ravens. The way they have looked in these first two weeks, maybe. I mean, it helps when you're playing the Bengals and Browns, obviously. But still, th- this is a, a test to go to England where, you know, Jacksonville's the home team, where you have fans traveling. They they do like their American football over there. And for, for maybe, you know, maybe Jacksonville gets up for it and says, okay, let's have more of a week one game and not a week two game. Dollars to donuts, you're going to see fans in the purple Ray Lewis jerseys at Wembley. Okay, so maybe it's not 41-3, maybe it's 30-13. to Does it really matter much? No, not when you look at it like that, but <laughs> I'm still saying that. I think it'll be closer than uh... you expect. But I'm, I, I'm still saying the Ravens win. Yeah, and I'm saying it's going to be a blowout. There are going to be more controversies. And Tom Coughlin is going to hearken back to what happened Monday night when he was honored for winning the Super Bowl 10 years ago. And again, if anybody wants me to go ahead and sit through this game and get up early for it, Tweet me at Squid Sportshead. I will message you my PayPal. And if you do it early enough, I can go Saturday night and get all the orange juice, vodka, and champagne necessary. That's going to make you stay up? No, it's not going to make me stay up. It's going to make me get up early and then just start drinking. <laughs> Damn, I'm going to be drinking at 9.30 in the morning already? Hey, go up the street, get my Waffle House, come back, and then by halftime, it'll be about, what, 11, 11.30? I could be three, four glasses deep. Good to go. I wish we had a Waffle House by me. I love Waffle House. It's yeah, food that's awful for you, but oh, so good. Exactly. A nice double order of hash browns chunked or covered. And, mm. Okay, okay. It's not, making, it's not making me hungry. It's it's 2 a.m. here. Uh, so, the uh, Denver Broncos, after their impressive dismantling of the Dallas Cowboys on the national game of the week, and then outlasting their division rival Los Angeles Chargers, have a nice game that they probably won't have to try too hard in. 
against the Buffalo Bills. They are having to go to Buffalo to play this game. Does again, does that matter much? I mean, first of all, Buffalo has limited both the teams they've played against points. So, you know, maybe the Broncos aren't scoring 24 or 42 or. Yeah, but the Broncos aren't the Jets and the Panthers. Let's be clear here. Panthers did put up like, what, 20 something against the 49ers. So, yes, you know, I'm just saying there's something to be said for this Bills defense right now. I this one I'm I wouldn't surprise me if it wound up close, but I mean Denver they're really at the point to where they've got momentum. They're riding the Rocky Mountain high. They're not going to bring a big cloud of smoke to them up by the Great Lakes, so they're going to be okay. <laughs> yeah, and then you've got to. Could, we've seen the Broncos now limit running backs. If LaShawn McCoy has another outing like he had last week, Bills could really be in trouble. LaShawn, it, it, personally, they could hold both LaShawn McCoy and Tyrod Taylor to 80 rushing yards combined in this game. Maybe even fewer than that. You're not joking. Uh, good news for the Broncos, though. Garrett Bowles back on the practice field after that injury that looked serious, you know, possibly season ending and everything. And good to know that it wasn't one of those because uh, the Broncos offensive line already has its own issues. That That's a plus for them. I think he winds up playing maybe the – they hold him back a little bit this first week, but I think, uh, you know, Trevor Simeon maybe struggles a bit more, but still does enough along with CJ Anderson and that Broncos defense holds Tyrod Taylor and they get a win. Easily. They, they probably will be limited to an extent, but at the same time, winning a 21, nothing shutout, isn't bad. Oh, certainly not. I mean, that's that's uh, another thing that makes them uh, look good here. Speaking of looking good, Ben Roethlisberger, usually not one that does too well outside of Heinz Field. He has to go to Soldier Field where the Bears made Atlanta look a little bit pedestrian. In week one, but it's also week one. Uh, what, what do you think? Do you think Roethlisberger continues to trend? He's also been held under 300 passing yards in eight straight games. His, you know, his this, longest personal streak since 2008. Well, with this Bears defense, it could be nine. But at the same time... We've shown what the Bears can truly offer on offense. They had that week one competing very well against Atlanta, but look at what they did in Tampa Bay. The Steelers' defense is still extremely formidable, so 
I don't know if they can really hold up. Yeah, and the Bears' schedule doesn't get any easier uh, after this game either. So, Mike Glennon and the rest of that team has their hands full. Uh, I would say that even though Antonio Brown got limited, Ben Roethlisberger found other people to throw the ball to. I think that proves that doesn't matter. Pittsburgh are going to get what they need to to get their win. I think Antonio <laughs> Brown goes back to form here against Chicago. Maybe, you know, I wouldn't be surprised if Big Ben breaks that streak, honestly, here. Bears defense is okay. They're not uh, world beaters or anything, but. Yeah, uh, maybe a, a touchdown difference is enough, and, and Steelers go on to continue to be now 3-0. and Yeah, uh, 21-14. I can see the Bears being fluky enough to live up to that scoreline. Well, going from that, we have one of these teams has got to win, you hope. I don't know, maybe, maybe you get a tie. Uh, T.Y. Hilton is saying that the Colts will not go 0-3 without Andrew Luck. No idea, it seems like, from Chuck Pagano or anybody else as to when Andrew Luck might play. The Browns also are just allowing Deshaun Kaiser to get sacked. Like nobody's business, and hey, we saw the Colts do that to the Cardinals uh, last week. Uh, they can certainly get after it if they can. It just seemed like as the game wore on, they were getting tired in the secondary. I don't know that the Browns have that ability to to, to just tire the Colts out by that time. They they don't unless we forget. That Colts Cardinals game was 13 13 going into overtime, and that took a minute or two. I did T.Y. Hilton. This is why you decided to play at Florida International. Let's be real here. Always contact Florida. Yeah, yes. And I mean, even the story about laying out the little representation for the university and letting his little baby boy pick, it's a cute story. But anyways, maybe not 0-3, maybe 0-2-1, but if you're staring down Halloween at, say, 1-6, and Andrew Luck is maybe on the path of coming back if he plays at all this season. This is what you're going to be dealing with. I think if that's your record, or it's 0-7 or 0-8, why even bother playing Andrew Luck? You're not. So it's going to be the Jacoby Brissett, Scott Tolzien show. Now, if Scott Tolzien were a quarterback, I would definitely call for a tie. But I can't. I, I Jacoby again. I like I said la, yeah, during the uh, the show on Monday. Brissett looked good on the drives where they scored points. He didn't look so good on the drives where they wound up three and out, or they eventually punted, or he threw the interception that ended the game, or fumbled, or whatever. 
you know, the again, the Browns defense has been getting better. I just I want I it's it's to me it's just a battle of what offensive line can block enough and what what team is going to make enough plays to to do I'll just give the edge to the Colts at home, but I do not feel confident about that at all. I picked the Browns simply because something's got to give. I'm with you there. Something's got to give it one of those two teams. Uh, the Miami Dolphins coming off a you know close win could have easily been a loss against the Chargers. Going in and playing division rival the New York Jets in MetLife Stadium. The way that this Jets offense has been operating. They've been getting some points, but that's not saying much. Dolphins defense has shut them down. Jay Cutler, do you think this is one of those days where he has a big game and everybody keeps talking about him? Or is this a just from Jay Ajayi all day? I don't say he has a big game. I say he has a typical Jay Cutler big game, which is above average for a lot of other quarterbacks. And again, Josh McCown. Josh McCown. Yeah, that's what I said. The, def- the Dolphins defense is gonna have just gonna have a field day with Josh McCown. Uh, yeah, Miami's winning this thing. I will be surprised if it's not more than by two touchdowns. Yeah, uh, look, Miami teams have already disappointed me enough already when it comes to scoring, so I'm going to shut my mouth in that regard, but the Dolphins are going to take it. Let's go to the other Florida team who are visiting Minnesota to play the Vikings. However, this is the Case Keenum-led Vikings who's been atrocious, and he was bad in the previous game. And this is a Buccaneers team that... Came off a pretty decisive win. Could have had that shut out. Yeah, against the Bears. However, I will say, doesn't matter who you're playing, Xavier Woods could shut down Mike Evans and maybe give Jameis Winston something to think about. I still don't think that's enough. If when you have Case Keenum at quarterback, it's like you can't. Why didn't they anything? Why did Go they ahead. not keep Taylor Heineke? I don't Why? Think that makes a difference at all, but kind of. They were neck and neck in the preseason. That was a preseason game. Come on. Exactly. No, it wasn't just one. They were had him. They were neck and neck performance wise in about two or three preseason games. I would have thrown him out there this week and see what would have happened. I His agree with you. Probably better. But I think they still would have found Keenum and still would have him playing right now instead of Heineke. But well, it's it's the same thing for me, like the the Cowboys, where they went and made sure that they they got Kellen Moore back, and they keep having Cooper Rush inactive, even though Cooper Rush won that backup job in the preseason. It's just it's all about having that veteran right now, whether we agree with it or not. Well, they didn't even have a veteran. They signed Sloter from the practice squad yeah. who was with Denver in the preseason. I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about having Keenum and having him still be there. 
No, and I understand. I'm not saying don't have Keenum there. I'm saying you could have had both Keenum and Heineke. Hey, Sloter looked good in the preseason, too. Yeah, but Heineke. All right, all right. We're talking about preseason stuff here. The, the Vikings' defense is probably going to keep them in this for longer than they should be. Yeah. Eventually, he... Keenum is going to make mistakes and the Buccaneers pounce on it. Yeah, I mean, what did you expect me to say? The Bucs are going to win 17 6. Winston's going to be held in check. Yes, Evans is going to have a slow day, but again, Keenum. That's why I'm kind of pushing for Taylor Heineke. This isn't working. They could have tried something else built in and ready to go, but the Vikings screwed that up. Oh, Minnesota, be thankful for hockey season. That's just right around the corner, folks. Go wild. A good central division again this year. See what happens. Houston is visiting the New England Patriots where no rookie quarterback has gone into Gillette Stadium and been able to defeat Bill Belichick ever since 2000. He is 8-0 and against rookie quarterbacks, and they have, I think, like a record of five touchdowns and 16 interceptions between them. Things don't look good for Deshaun Watson, although Tom Brady had a lot to say about that Houston, Texas defense, mainly uh, J.J. Watt, about how you have to watch them. Gronk was limited during the week. He looks like he could play. You got uh, Amendola and Dante Hightower, who's the you know quarterback of that defense. Looks like they're ready to be back on the field. I think it's just the Patriots at home. That's a tall task for Watson. I just can't see it. Patriots win. Brady was talking about the Texans' defense, so J.J. Watt can go easy on them. Because let's face it, Tom Brady is clearly violating doctor's orders by playing football this soon after having plastic surgery. Patriots are going to win, but yeah, I, I had to point that out. Come on. Come on. Stop. Stop hating on the man. He's he's doing his thing. He came out there. He got the win last week. He had, Again, to, have a little, he had to patch himself up. I mean. Yeah, patching yourself up is one thing, but you don't go looking 40 to looking like you're 22 overnight unless you either went to Beverly Hills, Miami, or Brazil. I'm sorry. He has to keep up with his wife, you know. Yeah, don't even get me started on that situation. Yeah, it, it is. You know, Houston has a very good defense. They have a defense that can probably hang with the Patriots for a while. And if you can get Deshaun Watson to be a force with his legs and create things, and, you know, between Foreman and Miller, create a ground game. They could keep up with a little bit, but I, I no. just, eventually Brady's going to put him away. It's going to be a close first quarter, but then babyface Brady is going to go do his thing and be all whatever and fend off things and people. And, and I, 
Yeah. The New Orleans Saints traveling is always a bad thing. But they have to do that to go to Bank of America Stadium in Carolina and play the Panthers, who are 2-0. and And the Saints are 0-2 once again for, like, I don't know how many years this is. It, they this had is a, to... This is a simple equation. It's not a dome. Saints defense sucks. Carolina wins. Yeah, people still questioning if we're going to see the old Ken Newton back. And now without Greg Olson, that's going to be a tall task again for him. But maybe he, he does decide he has to start running more because he has less passing targets. But I don't think that's going to be totally necessary against the Saints because it's Christian McCaffrey and... Jonathan Stewart will be doing enough of that. And the defense will probably make their presence felt against Drew Brees in that offense. Kenny Vaccaro's got benched because he hasn't played well. I feel like the Saints defense will want to be benching more guys after this game's over. Carolina wins. Sadly, you can't bench an entire defense, but crazy things have happened. You are not wrong, sir. You are not wrong. Very much like that that Thursday night game that we talked about. So, divisional matchup in the NFC East. The New York Giants facing... I wouldn't say it's a must-win. But dang, are we getting into dangerous territory here where... The Eagles could certainly cause... The same, if not more, problems than the first two defenses that the Giants have faced so far this season. Carson Wentz has looked good. Yeah, he's going to have a share of problems with the Giants defense. This could be one of those 13 to 9 games or whatever, or it could easily be, you know, 28 to, to 24. But it's, you're at the Lincoln Financial Field. Hard for me not to go with the Eagles here. I feel like the Giants are going to go to 0-3 and Ben McAdoo might seriously consider dropping those play-calling duties. Well, not just dropping play-calling duties. They need to do better on the offensive line. The receivers, Odo Beckham Jr., Brandon Marshall, need to do better at doing their job and actually catching passes more often. But for Eli now... Manning has to be more accurate, too. Yeah, he does. I can't say that none of it was his fault, but I mean, he's doing what he can, and it's a perfect storm. That storm ain't letting up. Eagles win. It's just that offensive line's looking at the storm of that Eagles front four, and then Michael Kendricks, who's been ridiculous leading that linebacking core. Oof. It's just this... Whether they get some of the guys back or not, it's irrelevant. That offensive line's bad. Eli better get ready. Get ready to move. Have bootlegs ready for him because that Eagles D-line is coming. Mm -hmm. Uh, It's a divisional game, so it'll be close, I think. These two teams always play each other like that, but Eagles are going to win here. And the game of the week, which so happens to be played in the 1 o'clock hour, it's Atlanta visiting 
the also 2-0 Detroit Lions at Ford Field. This could be a dandy of a game. Two offenses that are sort of similar with each other. They they try to run to create more things going on in the passing game. Two defenses that I would say are very similar as well. They're not scaring you, especially without Vic Beasley on the rush. In fact, I would say Detroit Lions now have the edge pat, you know, on the pass rush. They really do, especially with guys like Haloti Nata up front. But I picked a lot of Falcons and Lions in my daily fantasy for a reason, because there are points still to be had. I'm going to say Matthew Stafford keeps on his streak, though, and the Lions win at home and uh, pull the upset. I'm going to have to agree with you, but barely. This could be another one of those overtime games. I'd love to see it. Just hope it's a good one and not one of these where we're trying to make too many big plays and not, you know, the defenses become more involved. But, hey, either way, if the Lions pull off that shocker, I think a lot of people are going to be talking about if they're for real or not. So... That's that's a question that people are still asking right now. They can get that win against Atlanta. I think that shuts up a lot of doubters uh, for the time being. Starting off your 4 o'clock slate, the 4.05 game on Fox is Seattle visiting Nissan Stadium to take on the Tennessee Titans. Look, the Seattle offensive line is also bad. Yep. Uh, Tennessee Titans have... uh, Derrick Henry has been coming on uh, totally... Now I think he's he's making the case for you to not even really play DeMarco Murray, just play Derrick Henry. Uh, They have offensive weapons. But that Seattle defense is still... still tough. They, They are not slouches at all. This could certainly become a... Which defense can deal, and when put into pressure situations, I feel I still feel like I can trust Wilson, Russell Wilson a lot more than Marcus Mariota right now. I know Tennessee are at home. I know it's hard to to want to not go for the home team here, but I feel like Seattle are going to pull out a win. I'm going to have to disagree with you. I think... Primarily based upon like a lot of the traveling parameters in this one. I know Russell Wilson and everybody are going to adjust. But Tennessee takes this one. Yeah, and then you have the first, uh, well, you have, it's either either or here on the CBS 4 o'clock games you'll either get the Cincinnati Bengals visiting Lambeau Field oh boy you want to turn things around this probably wasn't the team you want to play the Packers are going to be angry after going in on national TV and losing to the Falcons the way they did a lot of people questioning oh lots of hype about the defense Falcons exposed them Bengals are not going to be that team I don't care what game plan Marvin Lewis and the new offensive coordinator come up with 
Packers are going to be too much for this team. Uh, you know, I could I could see certainly that front four causing some some problems on the line, especially with if you know David Bakhtiari uh, doesn't play and everything else. But just Aaron Rodgers too wily right now. Not not to pick apart this the Cincinnati secondary. I just, I just can't see Andy Dalton doing much. Beer, brats, cheese, pack. The touchdownless streak continues. Wouldn't be surprised at that either. <laughs> Honestly. And a very, very interesting other 425 game. I hope this is the one that I get to see personally. Uh, Kansas City. Lots of talk about the Kansas City Chiefs after two games. The Los Angeles Chargers are working their magic once again where they've been in both of the games and just lose them, whether it's indirectly or directly because of a kicker. They're once again in StubHub Center. (sighs) This could be a shootout, certainly, or this could be a a low score game if the defenses get involved, the mainly Kansas City's. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. AFC West, when they play each other, defense kind of goes by the wayside. Not always true. There was a game last year where defense was certainly there. They had one that was a shootout and the other one was not. Okay, but there was one out of how many? I... I got to say this. I have not said this in a very long time, but to quote a certain former governor, goal charges goal. LA in an upset. I had uh, LA as well here in a, in an upset as far as beating the Chiefs. I think it's hard to see the Chargers going zero and three. Yeah, th- that. Uh, Losing games by seven points or or less was a huge margin last year, and it could very well go the same way this year again. But I I just think that we could see this be a close one, and the the Chargers nick it. I'd I'd love to see the kicker be the one that wins it this time for the Chargers. He deserves it. Yeah, just to redeem his little confidence. He deserves it, certainly. He does. And then you have the Sunday night game, Oakland Raiders against the Washington Redskins. It's in Landover at FedEx Field. I don't think that's going to make too much of a difference. No. Khalil Mack is going to be coming for Kirk Cousins. Now, Kirk Cousins could expose that secondary a bit if they can get the running game going like they did against the Rams. I feel like that's not going to happen, though. And Khalil? Can... Oh, go ahead. Yeah, just the Raiders' offense, that's going to be a problem for that Washington defense. Khalil, please have your sack dance ready to go on TV, I'm counting on you. I want to see something big, because you're going to get the opportunity to show it off. Yeah, certainly. 
eh, it's going to be one of these that I'd love for this to be close and I could see it being close again because there's so many factors here. If the Redskins can figure out to get Chris Thompson going and then get Rob Kelly in there to back him up and get yards, opening up things for Kirk Cousins, he could shoot out easily. Or you could see Kirk Cousins on his butt a lot. Um, I, is that I, offensive line is going to protect Carr? I don't see the Redskins defense becoming too much of an issue. No, I definitely prefer the latter in that scenario. I don't want it to be close. I don't think it's going to be close. Raiders take it and continue their march on. Yeah, Raiders should take this one. But these Sunday night games can be a bit weird at times. And then you get the Monday night football game. The Dallas Cowboys going into University of Phoenix Stadium. A Cardinals team that took three and a half quarters to get going against the Colts. But when they did, they showed off that high you know, high flying pass on offense. The Cowboys defense is getting Orlando Skandrick back, but he's still got the fractured hand. It's still a very young defensive secondary. Uh, Demarcus Lawrence has been the only thing pass rush wise, but they do get Demontre Moore back. Uh, the, the, I feel like with Zeke having so much pressure on him, he's going to have a lot to want to show here. And this is what I was talking about before. They have Patrick Peterson to cover Dez. I feel like this is one of those times where Dak is going to understand that and go another way, and they don't necessarily have the guys to cover the other receivers. Uh, between that and Zeke wanting to make sure that you're not doubting his effort in this game, Cowboys return back to form and win. I completely agree. I mean, we all know Honey Badger don't care. But he's going to care after this one because he's going to get beat a couple of times. Dak, I mean, I think he's got a lot really sorted out. He's not going to really focus on Dez too much at all, like you said. And they've got a lot of underrated weapons on their offense. Even if Ezekiel Elliott at least gets starts off slow. You still have guys like Cole Beasley. You still have Jason Witten. I mean, the Cowboys are going to be fine. They're going to be fine. Yeah, I don't think that's going to be uh, too much of an issue there. We'll see. Again, it could wind up being a shootout if that Cowboys defense allows the big plays that the Colts defense did. Could be a long one, uh, certainly. If... They bottle it up and are able to get pressure on Carson Palmer, which we saw the Colts do. Could be a different game. Uh, but let, let's not count out that Arizona defense, which, again, does have uh, some impact players and has Chandler Jones. That's nothing easy to, to scoff at either. So, yes, that Monday night game could be very interesting, but it's gonna it's big for both teams. Uh, they're at one and one. So let's get to these college picks here. This could be a, a as I mentioned, I think at at the top of or towards the end of the the Thursday night recap. This could be a week 
that sends the top 25 in an entire tailspin, or it could go all chalk and kind of boring. So let, let's get things started. Lots of games that have potential upsets written over them or just nothing. Penn State going into Iowa. Lots of people pinning this as a trap game. It's on ABC. What do you think? Penn State? I don't trust Iowa. I don't trust Iowa either. I think Penn State, They this is the kind of game that they know they can't screw up in. They have to look good, especially based on last year. You got to go into Iowa and win. Duke, North Carolina on the football field. Mm, I picked Duke in this one because they look like the better team overall. And I mean, they are 3-0, and but... I think this is going to start to see where neither of these teams are going to make too much of a blip. I think Duke can. They have the potential to. But once you get closer to the end of the season and they start getting the meat of ACC play, they won't. Yeah, Duke does play Miami next week. I got Duke (laughs) as well. I I will say North Carolina's done a good job of hanging in in games they have not been blown out or anything and this is the the big rival so at home you could you could totally see north carolina win this thing but i'm i'm gonna say duke uh houston against texas tech i actually have texas tech in this one i'm gonna go with houston a, a little bit more of a blind pick i'm going to admit that but Houston, yes, they have Major Apple White, former Texas quarterback, running the show, but mm, not quite there yet. So you're saying that Houston's going to have a problem? Exactly. I just wanted to get that in. So Florida, who has not lost to Kentucky since 1986, four. One of those 80s years, I may not have been born yet. Uh, I don't think the streak gets broken here, even in Kentucky. Florida wins. As much as I would love to see a Navy over Notre Dame style upsets, just so I could throw it into a few people's faces, it's not going to happen. <laughs> Harry. <laughs> Oh, not just Harry, but the New Yorker, who's a Gator alum. Yeah, if I could just, that would be the first time I would get on the phone and actually call him if that happens. And I don't do that, but no, I'm going to be denied that the Gators win. Mississippi State surprised a lot of people at home against LSU, blowing them out like the way they did. They are now having to go into Athens, though. And I think Georgia will have studied up a lot on that tape. I I could see it happening. I could so see it happening. Two upsets in a row, but that's that's just so hard to call. I think Georgia wins. I've already called my upset and have been ridiculed for it, but this is not it. I'm taking Georgia. 
Stanford at home in the late game, 10:30. I don't even know if, even if UCLA won in a blowout, if I would put them in the top 25 again. But Stanford no. at home against UCLA, this could be another one of those 40-something to 40-something games. I'm going to pick Stanford at home. Stanford 56-52. Fair enough. Uh, Arkansas and Texas A&M in the Jerry World Classic. Uh, I I'm gonna I can't pick against my team. I'm gonna go Arkansas. I can Texas A&M. You suck. <laughs> I don't blame you. I picked Arkansas against TCU, and they made me look awful. So, uh, Michigan State at home against Notre Dame. I got Michigan State at home pulling the upset. I got Notre Dame taking this one as much as I can't stand Notre Dame. And then two games that could very well big upsets one that we will have to do the whole staying up for a little bit to make sure it doesn't Colorado at home against Washington be on alert folks yeah I'm not smelling upset in this one but <sighs> Pac-12 title game revenge <laughs> Could be there. It could be there. I am calling it though. I'm saying Colorado wins this one at home. Mm. Not Again. The UA. No, no. And this is one of those games that thankfully I don't have to hate my liver for it, but it'll still be midnight, one o'clock Eastern on a Saturday night, so. And this is a, an early game, three, well, not early, but the uh, middle of the day game, TCU going into Stillwater. I smell it. I smell that upset. That upset could be there. TCU's been playing some defense. I'm calling. I'm saying that uh, the bedlam might not be happening because some frogs are going to keep it down. I, I, I'm sorry, did you say TCU has been playing some defense? Yeah, they played some defense. Okay, did against you Against Arkansas, not... they played some defense. Yeah, but did you see the game against SMU? They decided to play defense in the fourth quarter. Hey, that's all that matters is you play defense at some point. Eh, pistols firing, cowboy up. Yeah, that, that game's going to be fun to watch. A lot of games that could potentially be fun to watch uh, if they go right. Hopefully, it's not a bunch of blowouts. I would suck to see that. So, uh, well, I, I hope it's it's a fun Saturday. It, it's going to be a fun Saturday. We're not going to get anywhere near the capability of Georgia Tech and Cumberland, so you're going to be just fine. Well, that's going to do it for us here, talking uh, the preview for the Thursday night, Friday morning show. If you like what you hear, 
just let us know. Uh, let us know by subscribing, Football to the Max, or the whole W2 Network where you get everything that we do, whether it's Eric's point of viewer or we are both on the kickoff this week. Or you can listen to us on Soccer to the Max as well if you're into the round football. The actual and football with a foot and a ball. And exactly. you can hear how I made Sean almost spit up coffee. That too. That too. Uh, even Ian Dark does wonderful on that Kingsman commercial to <laughs> let him know about the round ball with the foot and the ball. And yes, uh, we will be back on Monday nights. Tuesday morning, pretty much after the Monday Night Football game, to discuss that game and all of NFL Week Two, Week Three. I don't know why I keep saying Week Two. And yeah, that's that's it's it's also like three in the morning, so I'm not thinking clearly right now. Until then, see you later, everybody. Peace. The following podcast is a W2M Network original production. Visit W2Mnet.com for all of our other great podcasts, plus news, reviews, articles, and opinions from the worlds of wrestling, video games, football, and entertainment. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.